0: We are the Rookie Phenom. We have an amazing show for you today. I'm your host, Coop, with my main man, Webb. What up? The NFL Draft is seven days away. Webb and I have both put out mock drafts of what we think should happen. But over the next two shows, we are going to give you mock drafts of what we think will actually happen on the day of the NFL Draft for the first round. My mock is locked in. Webb is busy copying mine to put his his own spin on it because during the last time I think he stole eight of my picks, like the scumbag he is.
1: You mean your pick for Trevor Lawrence that was just way out of left field? Yes, I stole that coup.
0: One of many. One of many. So I'm going to go through the full, full first round today, including trades. And some of these trades are a doozy. Webb, are you ready to hear the best mock draft of all time?
1: Yeah, but I'll listen to yours for now. <laughs>
0: okay whenever you're ready
1: let's do this let's see who you're gonna take with the first pick jacksonville is on the clock at one
0: jacksonville trades the first pick they don't do that i'm kidding oh (laughs) (laughs) they are taking trevor lawrence quarterback clemson obvious pick my favorite quarterback to come out since luck no brainer pick is not available that's who it's gonna be done deal
1: and one of the picks that you said i stole from you number two Second pick, New York Jets.
0: The New York Jets are taking Zach Wilson, quarterback, BYU. They seem infatuated with this kid. I don't really see it. I think he's my fifth quarterback. I see the arm talent there, but I have some serious questions about his durability. But the Jets seem like they're going to do it. So that's who the pick is. Zach Wilson, quarterback, BYU.
1: Okay, San Francisco's on the clock at number three.
0: This is the first big change. I have. They're going to take Trey Lance, quarterback, North Dakota State. I wasn't expecting this, but the 49ers were the ones in charge of uh, Trey Lance's pro day. His second one he did. They gave him the plays. They told him, work with this certain guy so we can see the things you we want you to do. I don't think they would have done that if they were totally sold on Mac Jones. If Mac Jones was the guy, that wouldn't have been necessary. They wouldn't have put him through that. I think they're going to take Trey Lance. Okay. Who do you have Atlanta taking at number four? Atlanta is not going to pick with the fourth pick. I think.
1: Ooh, trade.
0: (laughs) I think the fourth pick is too valuable if they're not going to take a quarterback. And I don't think they're going to take a quarterback. I think Matt Ryan has at least three or four good years left. I don't see the need. So I have Atlanta trading the pick to Denver. So Denver gives up pick nine, pick 40. And a first-round pick next year. Damn it. How am I going to remember this, Coop? I have it written down. <laughs> and Denver is going to take Justin Fields' quarterback Ohio State. I love Kyle Pitts. And if they keep the pick, I think it will be Kyle Pitts. But I think it's just too valuable. I think they're going to trade it. And I think that it makes it's just too much value to pass up for teams getting up this, this many picks. To build the team up. It makes too much sense. Build on the defense. Denver takes Justin Fields.
1: Okay. All right. We have our first trade. And another quarterback for John Elway to not screw up.
0: Um, He's definitely going to screw him up. Yeah. Uh, Five. Cincinnati. Who are the Bengals taking at number five? The Bengals are taking Penny Sewell. Tackle from Oregon. Uh, This pick's the same. They want Joe Joe Burrow healthy. Kyle Pitts was in consideration, but I think that meme just is too accurate. If he's getting killed, he can't throw the ball to anybody. So protect Joe Burrow with everything. Penny Sewell, tackle Oregon.
1: Okay. Number six is Miami. Miami's on the clock.
0: So Miami got this pick from Philadelphia. And this was a really hard pick to predict because they can go in a bunch of different directions. They have Mike Kosicki, who is a really good tight end and a freak athlete as well. But I have, I know Brian Flores comes from New England. And New England loves two tight ends more than anything. So Miami's taking Kyle Pitts, tight end Florida. This offense will be so dangerous with those two big bodies over the middle. You can put Pitts outside as receiver. Tua does not like throwing the ball more than eight yards. So having more big bodies close to him just makes too much sense. Kyle Pitts, tight end Florida.
1: Okay, and possibly Tua's last year if this does not work out.
0: That's, That's part of it. If they do this and it doesn't work, they know they have to move on from Tua. That's part of it.
1: Okay. Detroit is on the clock next at number seven.
0: Detroit has traded the pick to New England for pick 15, 46, and their first-round pick next year. Wow. Okay. New, New England's moving up to take Mac Jones, quarterback, Alabama. Wow. This is the return of Tom Brady for the Patriots, a smart quarterback who throws the ball on time and limits mistakes. Belichick and Nick Saban are basically best friends. They share the idea of the quarterback they want. I don't think the Patriots spent all that money buying weapons to have Cam Newton bounce past his eight yards again. They want a new quarterback, and I think they end up with Mac Jones. I don't know if they can trade up high enough to get Fields or Trey Lance. I think those guys will be gone. So I think they take Mac Jones.
1: Hey, number eight. With all these trades, I'm trying to remember if this is still the sequence. Carolina <laughs> at number eight. <laughs> Who did it take? care? Me?
0: Carolina's taking Rashawn Slater, tackle Northwestern. I think he's probably a guard, but they need to protect Sam Darnold. They have to see if he's the guy. They did not trade up for the quarterback, so I think they want to see, and they won't be able to know if Sam Darnold's the guy if he's getting killed every play. So they have to protect him.
1: Okay. Hey. Now, number nine is belonging to Atlanta now. Who do you have him taking?
0: Atlanta trades again. What? So de- Atlanta trades again. Philadelphia moves up to jump in front of Dallas. Philadelphia gives up pick 12 and 37 to take cornerback Patrick Sertain, Alabama. Dallas is going to take him at 10, and stealing him from a division rival makes too much sense. Atlanta gets still really good value there. It's an early second-round pick, and Philadelphia stops their biggest competition from getting an extremely good weapon to shut them down. So Philly jumps up to screw Dallas over.
1: Oh, Philly finally decides to improve the secondary a year later, or many years later. Good job. So, number 10, Dallas. Who are they taking?
0: Dallas is left in the lurch. They still need corner help. They're taking J.C. Horn, cornerback, South Carolina. He's a good player. He's just not certain. Dallas needs bodies more than anything. I really consider Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith here because... Dallas just does that all the time. They take the like the flashiest guy. But I think they know what their team needs, and I think it's going to be, be J.C. Horn.
1: I think they know that they are be stupid to take receivers in the first round back-to-back years with a trash secondary. <laughs> all right, so number 12 now is Atlanta. Who are they taking?
0: So it's actually 11 now. It's the New York Giants. Oh, which my fault. Good <laughs> job counting, Web.
1: Who do you have the Giants <laughs> taking?
0: The Giants are taking Jamar Chase, wide receiver, LSU. Uh They have to see if Daniel Jones is the guy. They're, they don't need a tackle, so Christian Derrissad is, isn't needed there. Their defense is strong. Give them the best alleged receiver in the draft. Have him paired with Kenny Galladay and see what Daniel Jones is. Good value here. Okay.
1: 12 is Atlanta. Who are they taking?
0: Atlanta's taking Micah Parsons from Penn State, uh linebacker. They need defensive playmakers, and this guy is one of the best athletes in the draft. He can play in the in their new defensive coordinator Dean Pease defense very well. He he just makes plays. He is so physical, so fast. I see him kind of as Anthony Barr, and that the Mike Zimmer defense is kind of what they do in Tennessee, where Dean Pease comes from. So I think this fit works out very well.
1: All right, thirteen is the Chargers. Who are they taking?
0: Easiest pick of the draft besides Trevor Lawrence. Christian Derrissaw, tackle Virginia Tech. Justin Herbert needs to not get murdered anymore. He has to get... Someone needs to stop people from hitting him. And I love Derrissaw. I had him going seventh in my other... In the What I Would Do draft. I think he's the second best left tackle in this class. I love the upside. I'm not sure he'll ever be a top ten... A top five tackle. But I think he'll be 8 to 12 for like 10 years, which is very, very valuable. Yeah.
1: 14 is Minnesota. Who are they taking?
0: Elijah Vera Tucker, tackler guard from USC. Like I said in the last one, the Vikings spend the least money on offensive line in the whole NFL. They need to fix that. Kirk Cousins is a decent quarterback when given time. Dalvin Cook is a great running back with a bad line. Give him a better line, and I think this offense could explode. And their defense wouldn't be as bad if their offense was controlling the clock more. Okay.
1: Number 15 is Detroit as of the trade. Who are they taking?
0: Honestly, I'm really impressed you followed that, by the way. Because I, I got myself confused when doing this. So, good job, Webb. Someone has
1: to do something,
0: right? Yeah, I couldn't do it. I have Detroit taking Devontae Smith, right receiver, Alabama. I, think, I don't think he's too small to play on receiver. He came in for the medical recheck at 160 pounds, though, which is way too small. I hope he can gain up to like 175, 180 before training camp. But that's why I see him falling a little bit more than he should. I think he'll be a superstar. Detroit got rid of all their receivers for some reason. They didn't try and sign anybody. I don't even know who their number one receiver is right now. Do you know who it is? Uh, nope. DeAndre a- Swift to play receiver? I don't know. <laughs> he- he can't catch. Remember that ball in the end zone? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I don't I don't know. I can't think of who it would be.
0: Yeah, I mean, expecting Jared Goff to be successful throwing to nobodies is not going to work. You traded for him, at least give him a chance. So they fixed it, Devontae Smith, Alabama.
1: And he can barely trade. I'm sorry, he can barely throw to people who are actually good. So you uh, got to help him out here.
0: It's very true. Uh, okay, so number 16, Arizona. Uh, Jalen Waddle, wide receiver, Alabama. The Alabama receivers go back to back. Cliff Kingsbury has wanted this speed threat for Kyler since he got there. He tried Andy Isabella, who was crazy fast. Hasn't really worked out. AJ Green's only on a one year deal. So putting Waddle next to Hop is terrifying. Uh, Jalen Waddle has Chivey Hill. He's not quite as fast, but he's as explosive. He gets in and a break so much, so quick. With Kyler's big playability, I think this makes so much sense. And if he's available for Arizona, I think he might be the number one receiver on Arizona's board. Just for what they want to do in that offense.
1: Yeah. So we have the Vegas Raiders at number 17.
0: Uh, Jeremiah Oez kamora linebacker from Notre Dame. He's just a weapon. Uh, the Raiders have holes everywhere in that defense. They need to fill them. I think this guy is so much fun to watch. He's so dangerous. He might be a safety, but I think he can play linebacker. He's a little bit shorter than Darius Leonard, but he's that kind of frame. He's proven that that size can work in the NFL. I think he's going to be really good. I really do. I think the Raiders just need a weapon, and he's going to be great for them.
1: Remember that draft where they had three first-round picks?
0: Yeah, and they took nobody. Yeah.
1: All right, 18. Miami still has this pick unless you traded it. (laughs) I don't remember, so who's Miami taking at 18.
0: Miami is taking Tevin Jenkins' tackle from Oklahoma State. I I thought long about giving him a defensive player, but this is Tua's year. He needs everything perfect to see if he's the guy or if they need to move on. Tevin Jenkins is the meanest tackle in this this class. He goes out to embarrass people. He's not as technical as some of the other guys, but he's going to hurt you. And I think that's the kind of attitude they need near Tua right now. He can play left tackle or right tackle. I think they're going to have him on the left side to start because their left tackle isn't that good. I think it makes a lot of sense. It's Tevin Jenkins.
1: Okay, 19 is the Washington football team.
0: Zaven Collins, linebacker, Tulsa. Washington's offense is kind of weird this year. They have Ryan Fitzpatrick, Terry McLaurin. I-, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know if they want to invest so much in their offense or if they want their defense to allow six points a game. I think that's their thought, though. They don't really have great linebackers right now. Zayvon Collins is a gigantic human being. If you look at him play against, like, in his games, he is seven inches bigger than everybody. It looks like he's playing middle school kids. It's terrifying. Right. Yeah, so I think I think that makes a lot of sense there. He's he's going to make their defense even stronger. No one will be able, to, be able to run on that front. It's a really good pick for them. Hey,
1: who do you have Chicago taking at number 20?
0: Rashad Bateman, wide receiver, Minnesota. If this pick is not a wide receiver, I think the Bears fans are going to lose their minds. So I think that's going to be... He's the best one left. They need something. I don't think they're going to trade up for a quarterback. I think they have to just take a receiver and hope Andy Dalton's not terrible. Okay.
1: And the 21st pick goes to Indianapolis.
0: Indy's taking Pay, defensive end, Michigan. I think this is just a Chris Ballard pick. Team captain, great body, hard worker. I th- there's some issues I have with him in just getting sacks, but I think Chris Ballard is going to like the upside here and the working nature of him. So Quiddy pays the pick.
1: Okay, uh, Tennessee is number twenty two on the board. Who do you have him taking?
0: So I thought about this for a long time, and I think the best corner in this draft, if healthy, was K- Caleb Fairley. He was amazing. Gig- gigantic guy. Great speed. And I didn't know where to put him. But I think Tennessee took Jeffrey Simmons, who had the torn ACL. They weren't worried about injuries. So I think they're not going to be worried about this one. I think they take they need corner help badly. Caleb Bailey is really good. I think it makes a lot of sense. I think that's what they end up doing.
1: Interesting the difference in players that you had in your first draft, which was who you think the team should take, and then now this mock draft that you're doing that is... Uh... Where you, where you think the players will actually go? So it's just interesting to see that. Um, New York Jets are number 23, unless you've traded them as well. Who do you have them taking?
0: So I think there will be a lot of trades in the 20 to 32. I just knew that I would not predict them well. There's, there's going to be these trades if guys move up two spots. But I basically kept these picks as they are because... I think there'll be trades for the quarterbacks. I think the trains will then stop for a little while. I had the Jets taking my favorite defensive lineman in this class, Jalen Phillips, Miami. Robert Sala had great success with the San Fran defense when Nick Bosa got there. A great pass rusher. can he, It makes their scheme go. And this, Jalen Phillips isn't Nick Bosa, but physically he's every bit as good. Technique's not quite there, but the upside is insane. He was the number one high school player in the country. He retired medically and said he wanted to become a rapper and went to music school and then switched his, changed his mind and came back to football at Miami. But if he's focused and if he wants to play, he has top 10 pick in the draft potential and he'll be one of the scariest pass rushers in football.
1: Okay. Number 24, Pittsburgh Steelers.
0: Pittsburgh is taking the same guy I had, a lot, I had for them last time. Landon Dickerson. Uh, center Alabama I think he's arguably the best interior lineman in the draft he tore his ACL in the college playoff game but he should be fine for opening day he should be fine for them he was doing cart reels after the national title game Uh, Pouncey retired they need a replacement and I think this guy has top three center in football potential that's how good he is
1: interesting Jacksonville is on the clock at number 25
0: but why does Jacksonville have this pick?
1: The listeners don't need to know why they have it. Jacksonville has the pick.
0: So Jacksonville has the pick because the Rams. I'm, is it the Los Angeles Rams? Is that who it is? Yes. The Ram- Oh, it's the Rams, sorry. The Rams traded the pick, yeah. So Jacksonville's taking Travis Etienne, running back from Clemson. So I would never make this pick. Travis Etienne isn't my favorite running back in the draft. But Urban Meyer has said... The thing he cares most about is speed. I think James Robinson's actually a good running back on Jacksonville right now, but he's not the kind of back that Urban Meyer wants. Pairing him with Trevor Lawrence, their Clemson days to Jacksonville, makes so much sense. Etienne's a home run hitter and a really, really dynamic player. I think he would make Jacksonville's offense really fun to watch. I think this is going to be the pick. I really do. Even though they have needs elsewhere, they should not make this pick. But I think they will make this pick.
1: Well, that's why they're a bad franchise. 100%. Um, 26 is Cleveland. Who do you have them taking?
0: Cleveland's taking Christian Barmore. Defensive tackle, Alabama. He fits perfectly in their 4-3 defense. He was Alabama's best player in the college playoff championship games. He dominated both games. He was kind of iffy during the regular season, but still young. He's a redshirt sophomore. I think just the fit on Cleveland's defensive line is terrifying. Their offense is really good. Their defense could do some work. This helps big time for them.
1: And they recently cut Sheldon Richardson. Yeah. Uh, number 27, Baltimore. Who do you have them picking?
0: Z Zogulari, Edge, Georgia. So I like this guy, kind of. I don't know where he fits in the NFL. And Baltimore is basically the only place I thought that could take him. Tennessee, maybe. He's a really good player. And I think teams will be like, I will fi- we'll figure a way. He might go earlier than this. I just, I can't see where. So I think Baltimore just pulls the plug, pulls the trigger here, gets it done. Aziz Odrilari. Interesting.
1: All right. New Orleans, number 28.
0: Same pick I made last time, and then you stole after me. Greg Newsom Jr., cornerback, Northwestern.
1: Well, I'm not going to take him in in my mock.
0: The Saints just need a corner. Like, they need one so badly. And he's the best one left by far. I I don't know. If, if they don't go defense, I'd be very surprised. If they take, if they take a quarterback, I'm going to lose my mind in anger, by the way.
1: <laughs> All right. And now for your team, the Green Bay Packers. Who are they taking at number 29? Do not say it's a quarterback.
0: Davis Mills, quarterback, Stanford. Ooh. <laughs> so I thought long and hard about a receiver here. But then I was like, why am I doing that? There's no way they're going to take a receiver. It's never going to happen. They're, they have no good linebacker on their roster. I looked and I was like, I don't know who these guys are. So I have them taking Jimin Davis linebacker from Kentucky. I, he is a really instinctive player. He was only starter for one year, one year of great production, but he's a freak athletically really smart guy. I think they're going to do this and be like, Hey Rogers, we fixed something. At least he can play this season. So that's kind of good, right? Don't host jeopardy, please. That's the thing from there. <laughs>
1: okay uh buffalo is number 30.
0: buffalo needs edge help pretty badly they need a they need a running back but i think that gregory rousseau the edge from miami his upside here is just too much to ignore they don't need him to play right away he's six foot seven if but buffalo has one of the best coaching staffs in football one of the best front offices as well i think they can get the most out of him and make him dangerous he has so he didn't play this year, he opted out. But the year before, he was the number two sack guy in the country behind only Chase Young. The upside's gigantic. He didn't test very well athletically, but you can't teach 6'7 at length. I think Buffalo gets the most out of him.
1: Okay, the Chiefs. Number 31.
0: The Chiefs are taking the same guy I think they were gonna take before. Liam Eikenberg, tackle from Notre Dame. I am much higher on this guy than I think other people are. I think he kind of fits in the Eric Fisher mold. what they're looking for a fluid athlete not gigantic but big guy i I think he is gonna be the most ready to play next season the upside isn't as high as someone else that they could take like a samuel cosme or Jalen mayfield if he puts everything together but i think the upside to play right away is too high for the chiefs to take they they can't spend time developing somebody they're ready to win now
1: they will not win um and i have nothing against the chiefs by the way uh, the Bucks are up next. Tampa, number 32.
0: The last pick of the first round. The Bucks are taking Jason Owe, Edge from Penn State. So the Bucks don't really have many needs at all. They're a very complete team. And I think they're going to go for the gigantic upside play. He is the best athlete to ever test a defensive end. That's a real thing. Like the best 40, the best everything. He's only been playing football for five years, so he needs to develop. But learning behind JPP and Shaquille Barrett, there's nowhere better for him to learn this craft than in Tampa Bay. And this way, they get the fifth-year option as well. If he develops year three, they can keep him. I I have real questions about this guy's success in the NFL. But I think for him to develop, this is the best place where he could do it. Of course, he'd reward Tom Brady. (laughs) He hasn't been rewarded, rewarded enough in life, okay? He's had a tough time.
1: That, um... That was a very good mock draft. I like that there was a lot of deviation from your initial mock. And just for the listeners, uh, the first mock that we did last week um, was players that we think should go to certain teams. And this mock that Coop is doing, just for as a reminder, is where he thinks players will actually end up on the 29th.
0: I think I had five picks the same. So not too, Five or six. So not too many. But I think there are a few places where guys will end up going or the position group will go to that team. Yeah. But like Trevor Lawrence, I don't really count as being the same. So I think that's going to happen no matter what. But I try to be different because like when I, we both took Christian Darius off for Detroit. I don't think he's going to go that high. I think we think he should. But I, I try to be more realistic of where boards are, where reports are of teams on guys right now. Like teams are much lower on Devontae Smith than I am. So I think falling to fifteen is very possible. I think it's stupid, but possible.
1: And I'm much lower on receivers in general, but I'm not gonna have like my first receiver I think went at like eighteenth overall or something in my should go mock. But like in my actual will go mock, I'm sure I'll have all three gone by pick twenty,
0: if not earlier. Then my third one went sixteenth today and then I had yeah. I just think it's gonna happen. The guys are too explosive, too talented. Teams are going to take them. And they, uh,
1: despite, well, I said what I had to say already about the, the stats, but one of those, or possibly two of those guys would be really good.
0: So I, I do want to get into that really quickly with you. Sure. So on the last pod, you said receivers are the way to go, defensive linemen. And I wrote this down because I'm a crazy person. You yeah. said D-line will produce more fruit than receiver.
1: Yes, and I believe, yep.
0: I went but through. I also okay. said O line as well. O line, we agree on. O lines are much more successful in the draft. They're much easier to predict. I agree. Probably with them 100%. the most
1: successful position, more than quarterback, like in terms of longevity in the league, not in terms of uh, caliber, but in terms of who you're getting a long career from. It's probably that's probably the position.
0: So I did quarterbacks as well. Since True. 2001, 59 have been drafted. Yes, twenty-five have been decent. Yep. So not elite, but that's not a great number for the quarterbacks taken. Half of them are going to be terrible. But for defensive linemen, since two thousand one, how many do you think have been drafted? What's your guess? Fifty-nine quarterbacks. Um, and receivers. I think you said were seventy-nine or seventy-five. I said seventy-four. I think it's seventy-six. Okay.
1: Uh, so for D linemen, uh, it's going to be higher than quarterback.
0: And I would assume it's higher than receivers, so I'll say I don't know, 100, 143. Oh, not including stand-up rushers, so guys like TJ Watt were not included in that ranking. So just defensive linemen, the D tackles, and defensive ends. Mm-hmm. And guess how many of them have been good? Actually, good players of 143. 143.
1: So what do you what do you consider good?
0: uh an elite player at the position so an elite guy oh, elite oh okay uh and not so and not even elite for some of them like just a good player like some guy you're like that was a good guy he was good so when do you remember so it's going so for me elite would be probably around 10% of
1: that number that was drafted so around 14 15 and for like actually good uh maybe another maybe another 20 guys so i'd say around like and if you add up Good and elite. Maybe around
0: 35, 40 guys. 23. 23 of them. And so that's guys like uh, Albert Hainsworth, who was good for a period and was terrible. Mm -hmm. Vince Wilford, like in 2005, five of them were drafted. None of them were good. Mm -hmm. In 2007, seven drafted, none good. In 2008, eight were drafted and Chris Long was the best one. So I included him in the 23.
1: Right. So that's that's uh, that's all right. I could be wrong about D-linemen. I haven't checked it out enough to sort of come back uh, or, or debate you on that yet. You could be right, but even still, so you might be right and I might be wrong on the D-linemen part, but I still think that receiver, being a more high-profile celebrated position, um, still has a very bad track record as well.
0: I, I so, think where we're both wrong is that every position has a bad track record. I think no matter what you take, you're going to – so I remember in the last show you talked about like a, you picked this guy over a great a great defensive tackle. The same thing for running backs, receivers, everything. No matter oh. what position, no, there's always someone better. Not, you know, run, every, every position. Yeah, but matter. running
1: backs, we have seen a culture shift. The, the, we've seen the running backs taper off. No one takes running backs anymore. So like I think people have become wise to that. And tight ends, there's only been like twenty something tight ends taken over the last twenty something drafts. But last year with the receivers, there were six receivers taken. And like I've, I, I, so I think the receiver being that diva position, is still that sexy position on the offense, other than quarterback. Um, so I running back, I think the mindset has changed for execs. Like no, no one takes running backs anymore. It's not like before. Hardly take them now.
0: I bet like linebackers, cornerback, safety. Every yeah. time, like, Justin Smith, Jason Smith, sorry, was a tackle who was the second overall pick, for I think for St. Louis. And then you looked at other guys, and they were way better. And you're like, offensive linemen are supposed to be safe. Every position had that. Like, the second pick was trash. Pick seven or pick 25 were excellent at different positions. I think in the NFL draft, half of the first-round picks are going to be garbage. I think if you go look at like that, instead of by position, just half of them are going to suck, it's a better way to do it. But if you
1: look at – so the reason why I singled out receivers is because this year – well, last year, too. There were six taken last year. And this year, they have this this sort of three-headed monster, Waddle, Chase, and Smith. And some are, predict, some are seeing these guys go high as, what, number five maybe in Cincinnati? A lot of people think Detroit's going to take one of them at seven at the very least, at the latest, I should say. Um, but these are the positions that I think are the glamour positions on offense outside of quarterback and they don't produce as much. Like we don't get like, okay, so I'll, I'll just look. So I thought it was 74 receivers selected in the last 20 drafts. I was wrong at 76.
0: And to record though. be honest with the listeners. The reason you don't like receivers is because you hate beautiful men. The receivers are good looking and you're against that. No, that's why, that's why I, you don't like Jimmy Garoppolo. You don't like good-looking men. It's fine. It's just your thing. You I, want them to fail.
1: I think that the receiver position is overrated in terms of selecting those guys in the first round. Um, I looked at it um, from 2007 to 2020. I'll let you know why I went to 2007. So from 2007 to 2020, only a handful of receivers were taken. So sorry, became elite after being selected in the top ten. So there were 14 receivers selected in the top 10, which is very high for a receiver, I think, in that span. Um, and only a handful of them, six of them, were actually elite. And I would say elite. Calvin Johnson, H- Julio, AJ Green, Mike Evans, Amari. I'm sorry, that's five. Oh my goodness. So five out of the 14. And from 2001 to 2005, 10 receivers were taken in the top 10. And only Andre Johnson and Fitz were elite. So I think that it's a glamour position. People reach for these. I can see why. And, and quarterback's not exactly a surefire thing either. I could, we can go into the quarterback list and for every uh, Drew Brees, you could put out probably five other quarterbacks that were not good. But at least that's the most important position on the field. You can win a Super Bowl and it has been done without having one receiver from, who was selected in the first round. And you could do that with a quarterback too. But I'm just saying like a lot of the quarterbacks, like it's a it, it's a position that's very um, that's very much integral to the success of a team. So I could see why teams reach for quarterbacks. I don't see why they reach for receivers. That's why I brought up receivers just because of the, the the popularity and the glamour. And this draft having those three explosive receivers, I'm thinking that teams should not have to reach for these guys because chances are only one of them is going to be good. You hate glamorous
0: men. That's fine. It's your business. for <laughs> what it is.
1: You're an insane person. You, you really so, are.
0: I, I so Webb and I got into heated debate off the, sh- off, the off the show. Heated because man. Webb's the worst, and so that's why we're doing this because I, I think and I think Webb agrees with me that the draft is just a total crapshoot and that no matter what position you take, fifty percent fail rate automatically. I think is that, is yeah. that right to you?
1: Sure. I'll, I'll let me ask you one more thing. Let me ask you one more question about receivers because I'm just on receivers. Alright, how many pro bowlers would you say were drafted in the first round? Or how many receivers were drafted in the first round over the past five drafts that went on to become pro bowlers, would you say? From twenty sixteen to twenty twenty? None. It was actually one. And it was last year, Justin Jefferson. But well, before I didn't know that, he made it, yeah. I didn't know he yeah. made it. Before that, and he had like he was the only receiver in that class last year to have a thousand yards. So I agree with you that like there's no sure fire position. I think offensive line is gonna be the the safest, get the safest, and have the highest success rate. There is no, especially D DB, DBs are is another one that's really, really a crapshoot. Remember really Justin
0: crap. Gilbert on Cleveland, yeah. the ninth pick, and was out of the league in like a year and a half. Well, that's well, that's what I was looking at too. Like a lot of these receivers, like I was looking at. um
1: Let me get my my sheet. I was looking at some of these receivers. They don't stay long, man. Look at my, Michael Crabtree. He's like my age. He's been out of the league for like a season. Like
0: so these guys are too young to be out of the league. Jeremy Macklin. Like the the reason that offensive linemen translates so well, that's a, still that's repeatable. You've seen him do it, and the transfer to the NFL isn't that different. The scheme could be a little different, but blocking your man is basically blocking your man. Defensive backs, totally different scheme from the NFL to college. Defensive linemen as well, they're asked to do different things. The the talent level is so different, and it's more speed-based, whereas defensive line, if you're strong, you're going to be mostly okay. That's the most important thing, like strong and a little bit of the move. That's why I think it's the easiest to predict.
1: I I definitely agree with you. And in terms of receivers, like if if your bread and butter is separation or just being like a speed burst guy and you lose a step because of injury or just age, you're useless. I get that. And, like, in terms of being on the line, like, you can, as you get slower, you probably, you know, with your awareness and with your strength, you can sort of compensate for that. But, like, when I look at a guy like Braylon Edwards, who's out of the league at age 29, after being taken third overall in the draft, I'm down on receivers, man. It's a dumpster fire. (laughs) How is he out of the league before he's 30 years old? I don't know. I just find like, so I even looked at it and, like, some of the receivers that were taken, it seemed like, you had uh more success with receivers that were taken later in the first round, like the second half of the first round, so like pick seventeen onward than those taken in the first top sixteen
0: picks. you know why that is because the guys the teams that are better are, it's not even just that it's that the athletic freaks go early that may not be as great a receiver, but they have the traits to be a top three guy, whereas the guys that are just solid players, the route runners that aren't as fast. Something missing with them, they become successful because they know how to play receiver better. That's I a think good that's rationale like, that makes sense. Yeah, it definitely. That's
1: why translates. someone like Justin
0: Jefferson, Justin Jefferson was so successful because the things he was good at translate better to the NFL.
1: And and that, that that's a great rationale that 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 could be, that, definitely be the reason why. Like if you look at like the late first round receivers, Reggie Wayne, Roddy White, Dwayne Bowe, Jeremy Maclin, Hop, Demaryius Thomas, Hop. Des Bryant, Brandon Cooks, Calvin Ridley, and like you said, Justin Jefferson, as opposed to the first early first round guys, like Andre Johnson, Fitz, Calvin Johnson, three Hall of Famers right there. Uh AJ Green, probably not. Uh Julio probably goes to the Hall of Fame. Mike Evans, we'll see. Odell, he'd have to have more productive seasons. And then Amari, who had like one and a half good no, seasons.
0: He's not getting that. No. no, he's not it's a good debate web. We'll talk about it more on Monday. Before I get out of here, just want to let you know, uh, Trey young has a grade two lateral ankle ankle sprain. Just happened right now.
1: All right. I, I did see that. on, on, on the, the update. It sucks. I don't have him on my fantasy team, but I hope he's all right. It, it, it sounded, but from what I read, they said he avoided like a more serious, uh,
0: injury. So what
1: good news? Well,
0: well, I'm not sure how long he's gonna be up for, but I think it's gonna hurt Atlantis' playoff chances. Although baby bogey has been playing better than him almost, so I'm not sure what a loss it is for them. He's really good. Come on, don't don't disrespect Trey like that. <laughs> I've been disrespecting him for years. <laughs> it's not gonna change. Okay. Uh Webb, you have four days now to get your mock draft ready. Start working on it now. Because I don't wanna say it's gonna be garbage, but it's probably gonna be bad.
1: I don't know if I'm gonna incorporate trades. That just I don't know. Coop, you could even follow the trades on your own mock draft. I don't want to make it too hard for you.
0: You're so. way smarter than me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I can. Uh, maybe I'll incorporate trades, maybe not. Maybe I'll have
0: two. One with trades. I is a coward. It's fine. <laughs> All right. Get ready for that, Monday listeners. It's going to be excellent. Please follow us on Twitter, at Rookie Phenoms. Please subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. Remember, we are now on the Undrafted Sports Podcast Network. Please go to their website. If you are a Baltimore Ravens fan, please check out Trust the Bank a podcast for Baltimore Ravens fans. That is very interesting.
1: 100 percent Trust the Bank. That's T R U Z Z the Bank. Or Z Z for our American listeners. Z Z is weird. I don't like that. You just insulted
0: our American
1: listeners too.
0: I stand by it. Okay. Thank you everyone for listening. Have a great night.
1: Yeah.